Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to my channel. I'm your girl, R.S. Lewis, a.k.a. Insomniac Writer. And today I want to talk briefly about um, emotional manipulation. Now, I know that a lot of people talk about that because, you know, term narcissism is thrown around a lot. And not just by therapists, by everybody that has an opinion on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. But I want to talk about emotional manipulation and what that means to me and how I am working through that on both sides of that aspect, to be honest. So if you're new here, make sure you save favorite heart and definitely share this podcast. It helps me, helps algorithm. And because I've been back for a long time, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to get not just get the listens and the views up, but I would like to, you know, share my thoughts with you guys. So do all of that for me. I appreciate it for everyone else. Welcome to the Single Chronicles. okay what is emotional manipulation um that is not a new term it's not really a thing like a, a disease or disorder it's a tactic now i don't want to just staple this whole thing about um, make this about, oh, narcissist, because anyone can be emotionally manipulative. Kids do it. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things that we all do. We tag at the heartstrings of other people to get something that we want. It's a means to an end and, and it sucks. Now, sometimes the emotional manipulation isn't to the detriment of that other person. It just might be like, um, your significant other might be, he might not, he or she might not feel like going out, but you do. And you're like, please, baby, 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 baby. You, you do all the, you might give them a little bit of uh, sexual tease, the pouty face, anything to manipulate them emotionally to get them to do what it is you want to do. Now, those are lighter forms of it. But the type of emotional manipulation that I want to discuss today is more so on the, you know, spectrum of relationships not just from significant others but parents and everything else and some of the things that fall under it like gaslighting is a type of manipulation but we want to like really just focus on that specific uh, uh thing like n not so much the little teeny tiny tactics this is actually one of the tactics that narcissistic people use and many other people use they just do and sometimes they don't even realize it but I'm going to give you a slight definition of it. And this is just a general definition that's on Google. You can Google it. You can you want to find other terms, um, find this under other terms that are similar. But basically, emotional manipulation is the type of emotional abuse where the perpetrator seeks to emotionally control or influence the victim in a way that gives them the advantage. Emotional manipulation is commonly, commonly takes place in abusive relationships or toxic relationships. And it exists on a spectrum and doesn't always have to have malicious intent. Remember, I said that before. It doesn't have to be malicious and intent. Abuse can be covert or overt, meaning it doesn't have to be a physical thing. It doesn't have to be like aggressive or over the top yelling. It could just be like something very mild that you don't even notice. And the crazy thing about it, the reason why I wanted to talk about it, because it can be account it can be mistaken for accountability 
but it's actually someone manipulating someone to believe that they've changed. I've had friends and family members, and I too myself have have convinced others or whatever that I've changed or I made a difference in my life. And and for most aspects that I, I have, I've made a considerable change in so many facets of my life. There are things that I'm still working on, but there are things that I think I, I, you know, I got to the peak and I'm, and, you know, I'm maintaining for the most part. However, when it comes to emotional manipulation, you know, it can just have so many faces, you know, they'll make you feel guilty. Uh, They'll make you feel like you're the blame. They never take accountability. Now, to recognize it, and and this is a reason why I'm not dating because the last two incidences that I was kind of interested in someone, um, two separate people. It was just a dating thing, nothing serious at first. But it, I I saw myself getting emotionally uh, drawn to these people, and I noticed that I was ignoring some signs, not potentially red flags that were like, oh my god, this person is a psychopath, but signs that this person is these people were emotionally manipulative and just not good people to be with. Not for me. They were just not a good fit for me. I don't know if they worked with somebody else, but they wasn't for me. So, and a lot of times people might not be toxic, but they just might not be a good fit. They might be just toxic for your ass. So anyway, I didn't realize that I ignored these flags until later on down the road. And I realized that so much of my childhood, as I, you know, like I said, going back to therapy, I haven't been in therapy in a while, but I try to cling to those those coping mechanisms or, well, those, I don't want to say coping mechanism, but those tools that I learned outside of my coping mechanisms to identify my traits and identify the traits of others that could be potentially bad for me. What I noticed, I was like, oh, shit, I just kind of let that fly by my radar. Oh, no. The, the thing about it, when you've been emotionally abused or any kind of abusive relationship or if you've been exposed to anyone that's toxic in any shape, way, form, or fashion, you got to be more so on the alert. You got to work a little bit harder so you don't fall into those tropes of being with the same type of people. And sometimes you might not notice, especially if you grew up with this type of shit. Now, if you were new and you you ran into a narcissist or someone who was very manipulative and very whatever, um, but you had a good childhood overall, you didn't, you, you pretty much well-rounded together, but this person slowly but surely just broke you down and turned you into a victim or you became their victim. That's one thing. Cause you're an adult, you're like, okay. And t- nine times out of 10, it seems like those are the people that get out first. <laughs> But the ones that are like exposed to this shit at ch- as children, they either become like that or they are just used to nothing else. And me, I just decided that I didn't want to be not only in these types of relationships anymore. I didn't want to be that type of person either because don't get me wrong, even though I had my fair share of um, heartbreaking relationships, I wasn't always the victim. Sometimes I was the culprit. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you because... I wouldn't, I knew there were times that the person I was with was no good for me. Didn't matter if they was not physically abusive. They just wasn't a good fit for me. But because I didn't want to let go of that relationship, I did everything in my power to keep it going, even though this shit was toxic as fuck for me and that other person. It's like, let that motherfucker go. Now I'm to the point, it don't take much. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'll I be out. I'll be out. 
You hear me? So now it's just different. So what I had to go back to therapy, I had to learn to look at two things, the language and the words that people use and the emotion, body language, the way they emote themselves. Cause sometimes they'll come off too convincing. You know what I mean? They want to make you feel guilty. They want to gaslight you. They want to exploit your insecurities. Um, they want to like make you not even just make you, or they may, they want to kind of thrive on your pity, or they might love bomb you. They might do a whole lot of different things. And like I said, emotional manipulation falls, it, it covers a whole lot of things because you could be this person or you could do some of these things and not still necessarily be a narcissist. You just, that might be the only thing you know. So, and again, I'm not a therapist. I'm just telling you what I've been through and what I've done. Because there have been times where I have been that person and I had to like constantly I have to constantly check myself so that I can remain accountable and not repeat these actions or not be exposed to them because it got to the point I was like, why the fuck am I trying to please this person that ain't no good to me? Why am I trying to stay in this relationship that is no good to me? Why am I trying to make this person see my worth? Fuck that. If you don't see my worth, I can't make this. Just look, you Ray Charles, I can't make restore your sight. So I'm not going to restore, I'm not going to keep fighting for you. And a lot of times I've seen this guy, this guy on TikTok that I follow, he used to be, I thought he was insightful for a second there, but then I realized he was, he, he was full of shit because he has his wife, his wife got can rob you something. His wife got cancer and then he says some stuff. And then like, it was like, at first it was just like, okay, you know what? He's a pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Ladies do, I'm gonna help you do better. I used to be this type of person, but I'm trying to do better. This is how you avoid. And then I ran into another creator. I forget his name, but he was the type of person that he was like, you're never going, he's like, I'm never going to be cured of my narcissism. I have to be aware of it. And I have to make sure that I don't let those traits come to the surface. Will I slip up? Yes, I'm human. That's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, a physical thing where like, I, I remember my, you know, my doctor would tell me, um, you know, like you have problems with your knees. So you have to be mindful how you take your steps because, or how you squat at the gym or, or how you do certain exercises, because if you're not, you're going to end up hurting your knees again. And I'm like, okay, but every now and again, I got to check my posture. I got to check my form. And I'm like, oh shoot, I'm about to hurt myself. And it might not be right then and there, but it, it happens. So you got to be constant. You, you got to be on your P's and Q's. I hate to say you got to do the work, but you got to do the work. It's not just going to be one of them things where it's cured. Like the guy got up there. And like I said, this was something that I used to do. I had to check myself because he was like, well, you know, I, I, I started eating better and working out. And those things do help. Trust me. There are a lot of foods that make emotional and anxiety and, 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 and depression. It makes all those things worse, especially the standard American diet. I'm not even going to, um, I, I can't even like say that is wrong in any shape, way, form or fashion. If you leave a lot of this shit alone in the standard American diet, the fast food, the processed foods, you leave those things alone, you're going to be on your path to being a much better person. You're going to feel better physically and you're going to do better. Being physically active helps, you know, endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin, all those things are done, are, are produced when you are physically active and those do help. So Again, I'm not I'm not reputing any of those things right there. I think they help. However, those aren't the only things. Those are just steps. You could still do those things and be physically a better person. Like you could feel better, you could look better, 
You know what I mean? But that doesn't change you on the inside. Religion alone doesn't change you. You have to do the steps all the way through. Therapy helps and 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 religion. Therapy by itself don't help either. Because sometimes with therapy, if the if you are manipulating your therapist to see only your side, you're the victim, it's you. You're going to start nitpicking each and every person in your life that is the wrong. They the bad guy. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing wrong. And it's not, it doesn't work that way. Me, I don't know if I'm borderline because I was exposed to this shit and I had to look back like, yo, why was I acting like that? I was tripping. But I do say this, that I'm constantly trying to, to, to identify those triggers. See, I'm not with anybody right now. It's easy to not fall back onto those old traits because I'm not dealing with anybody. But I know when I do, I do know that the last few people that I dealt with, I chose not to stay. I chose not to try to figure out the fucktivity or try to figure out what was going on or stay or work, work it out. I'm not working shit out. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. I'm just not. So, again, I had to learn to dissect and see those things because an emotionally manipulative person will fool you into thinking that they change and they're accountable. And this could be a, this have to be a lover. It could be a parent. It could be another relative. It could be a friend. It could be a coworker. Anybody you that has access to you on, on somewhat of a consistent basis can have that much, you know, they can be emotionally manipulative to you, especially if they have enough access to you. So let's talk about like, again, the language and the words, what kind of words do they use when they feel remorseful or feel sorry or apologetic for what they do? First of all, they apologize. They don't apologize for how you feel or how you took it. And they don't put a, but with that, with, with, with that apology, they just say, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what, what I did was, wasn't cool. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? You know, I'm sorry. You took it that way. Instead of saying, or saying, uh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm sorry for doing something that hurt you. Period. You did something that fucking hurt me. You my friend. You shouldn't have did that shit. Now, it can be something that you said or did that was probably to my benefit. You might have said, Rose, all right, um, don't eat the the don't eat the carbs this weekend. I'm I'm starting to see you start, are you gaining weight? <laughs> like, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But if I'm on this health kick and I'm trying to lose weight and you point out something that I'm doing detrimental, or you point out that I'm gaining weight or something like that, and you're trying to be my friend, especially if I'm trying to hit a weight loss goal. And again, I'm just using this as an example. Okay, I see where you're coming from, but there's a way to do things and a way to not do things. So again, you might not be sorry for what you said and you might be sorry for the delivery of it, but you're still apologetic for some shit that you did. So a person that is emotionally manipulative versus that kind of accountability of being upfront, acknowledging what they did and just being and, and apologizing for it and, and making a promise to do better or correcting the behavior. Somebody that's emotionally manipulative, they won't do that shit. They're going to make fun. They're going to blame. They're going to deflect and they're going to blame shift. They're going to be like, well, you shouldn't have been sensitive or you should have listened to me the first time or you should have uh, took my advice or, or, you know, I'm sorry you took it this way. I'm sorry that you feel this way. You know what I mean? They, they kind of shift that blame onto you. And again, sometimes it's subtle. Like if a person apologizes to me before, if they said, oh, I'm so sorry you took it that way. I'm sorry you felt that way. And they say it in such a, a polite, you know, remorseful kind of way. I'm going to sit up there and think they apologize. But deep down inside, the ability, the, the the change and the remorse isn't there because they're not sorry about what they did. They just sorry how you reacted to it. So again, if 
what they did wasn't cool and you never reacted to it, they're not sorry for that. And then if you do react to it, they're not, they're still not sorry because they're not making the active change to do better. They're just, they just upset that you upset. That's emotional manipulation, y'all. Then you got to talk about like the body language. Are they like emoting a little extra, you know, a little, you know, the tears all of a sudden, the outbursts, you know what I mean? Oh, just being extra. Like, come on. Like, I'm not saying you can't cry and you can't be emotional. We are, we're human, you know, unless you're on the autistic spectrum where you don't perceive or show emotions in a certain kind of way, you know what I mean? Then it's expected for you to emote a certain way during a, a specific ex- experience. So if I'm, if we fighting and we arguing and we, and again, this isn't really in pertains and pertaining to relationships. It could be a parent, it could be a friend, but if this is a person that is coming to you and they're saying something again, like, let's take the apology and they're like, they're like, let's just say, I use the relationship. Let's use that's or I'm older now. We we you know us boomers. I'm sorry, not boomer. I'm not baby boomer. Us millennial, older millennials, and us Gen Xers. We're taking care of our older baby boomer parents, and uh, some of us are taking care of very very older um, uh, Gen X parents. Like we might be borderline millennials. Like me, I'm I was born in 1980, so I'm literally on the border of millennial Gen X. So let's just say if it's a parent you're taking care of, which it's good for you to do. Take care of your parents. But at the end of the day, there's a very fine line of obligation to do that. Because if you can't do it and you're unable to do it, if a parent will make you feel bad for what you can't do for them because of what they did for you coming up as a child and you didn't ask for it, you didn't, you know, you didn't ask to be here. You didn't pick them as a parent. You didn't have a fucking choice. And they taking that and using that as a as a, as something to emote on and be like, oh well, I did this, 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 and the third, and I tried my best, and woo, and the, the waterworks and the tears. And I hate to sound very coarse and 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 it come off as mean, but that is emotional emotional manipulation. It is my honor and my privilege to take care of a loved one. It is almost even a duty, to some extent. But still, you are not entitled to that because I feel a sense of duty to you. Just because I we're related or, or, or I love you or, or I want to do certain things. If I'm not equipped to do the things you're asking me to do, if you're asking me to be a nurse to you and I'm not medically trained, I'm not going to do it. I'm not equipped to do it. And you're not going to sit up here and make me feel bad for doing it. So therefore, let's get someone else to do it. Case in point, my mother, she's sick, she's ill. Now I told her, I said, look, you, 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 you can get a couple funds, you know what I mean, towards healthcare, home health care. I have a friend, you know what I mean? She's looking for a job right now. She's a she's a nurse nurse. Like she registered. Um, I think she was a CPN, not an RN, but either whatever's under LPN, whatever's under registered nurse. That's what she is, you know, fell on hard times. You know, she couldn't, she was overworked, stressed. She just needed something to kind of keep her afloat until, because she was one of those nurses that didn't want to get vaccinated. I'm I'm not putting her name out there. So, you know, that cost her her job. So she needed something. She got bills to pay. So I was like, yo, mom, you know, you got the thing. 
Why don't you look out? You need a nurse. You keep complaining. Oh, don't nobody help me. Well, now you got somebody to help me. You got the means to do it. You ain't got to come out of the pocket. All you got to do is get this woman to let this woman in. Give her the key to come on and not give her the key, but let her in the house and let her do it. She ain't want to do it. She wanted me to do it. First of all, I ain't getting paid to do it. Not that money is my motivator, but I'm not getting paid to do these things. Secondly, I have a job. Third of all, I am not equipped to do the things you're asking me to do, and I'm not available. But you're not going to sit up here and make me feel bad about that. Now, then the next emotional manipulative tactic would be to make you feel bad, make you feel like you're inhuman. Oh, you don't care. I do care, but I you can't force me to do what I can. You can't get blood from a stone, and I'm not going to feel bad about that. It's the same in a relationship. It's the same in a friendship. So how do you tell the difference between that emotional um, manipulation and accountability? Again, it doesn't matter who this person is in your life. The first thing that they have to do, you know what I mean, is acknowledge the behavior. Again, if they did something wrong and you call them out on it, I don't think I like, I don't like what you did. If they are, if they acknowledge it, regardless if you bring that up to them or not, they acknowledge it and they accept the criticism and they don't get defensive about it. That's step one. That's step one. You still got to go through a couple more steps. You know what I mean? Acknowledging the behavior is the first trick. Then, then after that, they got to deconstruct that behavior. All right. What did you do? do, 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 You know what I mean? Deconstruct, break the shit down. Okay. We got to go back and see exactly what it was, where I fucked up at. Where did I go wrong at? Okay. I told my girl, she looking kind of fat. She got upset about that. Now I got to go back and figure out, well, why she getting mad over that? I got to get out of that emotional manipulative tactic before I go to make her feel bad about being upset, which she's rightfully entitled to. I got to go in and and deconstruct why that is. I got to acknowledge it. Okay. Then once I, once I, once I face it and then I break it down, like, oh, I could have, you know what? I picked a bad time instead of coming to her and saying, oh, you fat. Let's, you know, maybe I'll come to her in a positive way. Like, hey, babe, um, I'm going to go for a walk. Or let's buy a dog. I know that we're going to have to take this fucker for a walk every day to pee and poop. Or, or, or let's go take a hike and have a picnic. Let's do these fun and mo- like active things that involves us. I'm not telling you that you're fat. I'm not sitting up there pointing a finger at it. And I'm damn sure not body shaming you. But I am going to figure out a way to 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 do something better. I'm I'm sitting up here and I'm looking for for the reasons. You know what I mean? Like okay, I could have said it better or or, or I could have did this. I'm, I'm thinking of alternatives. Meanwhile, I'm sitting up there breaking down and looking at exactly what was wrong about me calling you fat or, or whatever the case might be. Then number three, you unlearn that behavior. Okay. Before you start coming to, like I was just mentioning, okay, these are the steps to do better. We got to unlearn it. Now, and 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 you got to start doing substitutions. Okay, instead of acting like this when someone calls me out, instead of being defensive, I'm going to listen. I'm going to take this as constructive criticism and not them being sensitive, not them hating. Then the next thing we, you want to do, again, go back and um, analyze what went wrong. Okay, so now you done deconstructed it, you acknowledged it, you unlearned it. Now you got to go back to the, 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 the scene of the crime and be like, all right, I did this. That was wrong. That wasn't cool either. All right, bet. 
Now you got to evaluate why. So you don't analyze it. Now you got to evaluate it. Like, all right, okay, now I see, you know what? It do make sense. First of all, you know, she been around, you know, my girl been around the house all day, taking care of the kids, you know what I mean? She's not really being active, but she is stressed out, stress causes it. She ain't even really eating that much. So it's not the food, obviously, it's her cortisol levels are through the roof. So let me start doing some things to lessen the load of stress. And things of that nature, you're doing better. You know what I mean? You're evaluating why what you said or did was problematic. And then, guess what? That's when the change begins. That's that's only the beginning of the change. That's not when the change actually happens. That's the beginning of it. Because you got to go through so many steps of identification. It's just like Alcoholics Anonymous. You got to acknowledge that you have a problem first. You can't fix a problem that you don't have. So you don't think you're an alcoholic, like, damn, do I drink every day? Can I go without a drink? Or, or even better, when I do drink, how much do I drink? Do I keep on drinking till I drunk and pass out? Like, there's levels to it. But you got to identify that one of those factors are, 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 are the problem. And now, once you identify it, you deconstruct it, and you find the triggers, you analyze it, you unlearn it, you evaluate it again, then you can be like, all right, these are the steps to prevent me from doing it. And then you got to keep doing these steps every damn day because it until you realize where you fucked up at, where you went wrong, you're just going to go back and you'll be right back at square one. And that's the that's that's accountability. Being able to to acknowledge and accept and apologize for where you're wrong at. Doesn't matter. It could be with yourself. Again, Alcoholics Anonymous. I am hurting myself. I'm not hurting nobody else by having one glass of wine every damn night. But I had to check myself because I was like, yo, this can't be good. I need to I, I need to fall back. I can't be drinking every fucking night. Even if it's just one little glass, I had to chill because I felt that that was just growing into a problem. So I had to be accountable. I had to work on that. But then I had to identify, well, damn, why the fuck do I always want to drink? You know, my job is stressing me. My home life is stressing me. Now I got to work towards getting away from these things or making these situations better and more culpable. And that's where, that's, that's where the change began. That's when I started to feel better. That's when I realized, okay, I'm doing too much in one day. I'm trying to work my job. I'm trying to do this podcast. I'm trying to grow my other social media platforms. I'm trying to write a book. I'm trying to teach. I'm doing all this shit. And I'm burning myself out, and then I'm getting home, and I'm realizing, oh, I want to write. Well, let me have a glass of wine. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yo, it's time for me to take a break. So that's what I did. I had to recognize. And then, like I said, once that change happened, and, and once I did all those other things, I had to do two more things. I had to recognize the impact. Now, if we're talking about telling, you know, your parent. You, you're doing whatever you got to recognize you have to recognize the impact that it's having on that person then you got to accept the consequences of what that blowback was now they don't now they don't want to be around you that's an, that's an, a consequence or they cussed your fucking ass out that again is a consequence or if it's being accountable with yourself all right now now my liver's about to fall out my butt cheeks again i gotta accept the consequence 
That's what accountability is. Accountability isn't turning around and saying, well, you should be some more supportive of me. You know I'm going to fuck up. That is not my problem, bro. I'm here to help you, but I'm not going to hold your hand and do the work for you. And I want you to know that you're not going to be, I'm not going to allow you to keep doing these things to me as a friend. Like I had, I had, again, those two situations where I was dating, I gave them people chances. Not too many. I ain't do, I wasn't the old rules. I still gave them a chance. But after that, I was like, fuck that. There's no reason for you to be in my life. I am not getting anything out of this for the, what, the, for the sake of us being cool. But me to sit up there and try to people please and try to be your fucking friend or your something else for what? I don't need friends like that. I'm, I'm too perfectly okay being by my fucking self to need anyone in my life that bad that I'm going to sit up here and take what you're doing to me. I'm not going to allow you to be treating me bad on some app I downloaded on my phone on a bill that I got to pay. And I'm just not. Fuck that. You want to be an asshole? You want to be a, a toxic ass person? Go do that shit over there. Go do that to somebody else. But again, unless they are ready to be accountable and be a real friend or partner or relative or whatever, all those tactics that I named ain't going to be a, ain't, it ain't going to be a damn thing. But again, you got to accept the consequences. You got to accept the fact that people just not going to fuck with you no more. Even if you do make the change, you just got to be like, you know what? I wasn't like I had relationships in the past that I look back. But if I would have had if I would have knew then what I know now, if I would have had the help I have now back then, I could be like, damn. That was an ex that I would not see married to someone else while I'm just sitting here single. If that was my main goal. Like, if I would have known that, like, there are so many things that I would have just did better. And I'm not going to sit up here and wallow in regret. I'm not going to sit up here and expect <clears throat> someone else to do the same. It's one of them situations where if I could find a lesson in it, then that too right there is just as much as of a blessing as if things would have worked out because I'm a better person for it, single or otherwise. So I realize now as a single person, I am going to remain single until I'm in, until I'm fully able. Like I said, I can't cure my own issues and I, I can't cure somebody else's, but I will remain single until I can immediately spot that shit without, without even thinking about it. Like that shit is going to be like tying my shoe, just like, bam, I could do it without even looking. I can recognize this. And that's like a yellow flag. It ain't even a red flag. Again, like, as a child that grew up with it, like I grew up in a household where, yeah, I got spankings or whatever, but I wasn't abused. I wasn't like the kids you see on TV, the mom and the dad put cigarettes out on me. Like I wasn't abused like that. You know what I mean? So when you go through this emotional bullshit as a child, every it doesn't seem like it's wrong when you get older either. You don't know any better. So I have to do the work. So that I don't fall victim to it and somebody doesn't fall victim to my shit. Because, again, I'm not perfect. And I'm going to emulate the things that I've always known to be normal to me. But now that I know that even though it's normal to me, shit, slavery was normal at one point. Doesn't mean it's right. Okay, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I know I kind of went on a tangent, but I had to say it. I had to say it in 
it wasn't really as I kept as I read my notes here and I just kept going I relate more of the accountability and emotional manipulation and the things that I talked about onto myself like I gave examples of what friends should do relationships uh, relatives as far as a child and a parent or the adult child and a parent um, but then I also looked at the accountability of myself not too long ago now again I wasn't going to no triple A meetings I wasn't an alcoholic but I noticed that over the course of the pandemic last year I was like I am literally going to bed every night and having a glass of wine and I'm sitting up here telling people to make better health choices now, don't get me wrong, we all have our vices, and having some wine every now and again is cool. Like, I'm not saying you can't have a drink, you even have a margarita. But I was getting to the point where I was, even though I could have just one glass, like one six ounce glass, or maybe eight, whatever a wine glass consists of, even though I would just have that little thing right there, I had to have something. That is an addiction. And again, it does not have to be a whole lot. It doesn't have to be. Addiction doesn't have to mean you 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 have to get drunk. Like people think about alcoholics, they think, oh, alcoholics are the type of people that just get drunk. No, I was fully capable of driving if I needed to. I would be clearly one glass of wine at my body weight and my activity level is not gonna push me over the legal drinking limit and to drive a car. Now, obviously when you first drink it, yeah, but like within an hour or so that your your level your, your blood alcohol level is going down but that still takes a toll on your body as far as digestion breaking down the sugars especially if you ate a meal prior to that so my thing is is that I had to recognize what I was doing wrong I had to be accountable with myself so for me to tell people to I, I, I can't tell someone to to hold themselves to a level of accountability that I would and that was just one thing you know again I was in relationships that I had no business in and even though they were abusive I had to recognize why I gravitated towards those type of relationships and the role that I played because at any point when shit when things went south in those relationships I should have left right then and there but I chose to stay and I chose to convince myself as well as that other person you're going to love me. And now I'm not blaming myself for learning how to cope and, and, and my people pleasing and those things. I'm not blaming myself for that because those were coping mechanisms that were developed over uh, the course of a life, uh, lifetime of emotional abuse. So I'm not, a, I'm not going to blame and beat myself up for that, but I will hold myself to a level of accountability to identify those red and yellow flags so if you enjoyed this podcast again i want to thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed it you know come back listen to some other episodes i will be taking a brief break for a little bit um i probably will come back to the studio and about if i don't have an episode for you guys next week i will have one the following week or maybe two weeks after that we'll see but I just wanted to give you a heads up because until this season is completely over, these episodes won't be weekly as they were before, but they will be here and there. So again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'm going to end this like I do everything that I do, and that is be awesome, be you, but above all else, love yourself. All right, guys, take care.
Cause that ain't so dumb.